Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's that time again, Geek Blockheads. Pause Breath of the Wild. Link will be there when we're through. And by the way, Legend of Zelda fans, Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game. Absolutely beautiful, but pause it. Just give me 30 minutes, pause it. All righty, it is my pleasure today to interview author and man of steel. I'll explain that. N.J. Donner, how are you today, sir? I'm very good. Thank you for having me. All right, tell folks how they can find you on social media. Um, We are at, uh, there's a few websites we have at kslseries.com is the Chromatic Sovereign Legion series. Uh, You can also find me at uh, njdonner uh, or steelpagepress.com and as well as we have, we're on Twitter, Facebook and everything if you look both with KSL series and njdonner on all I, I always media, ask. So. I always ask my authors this, and the answers tend to be split right down the middle. Do you like social media? I am not very good at it. If that's the if that's a good way to put <laughs> at it, I have some wonderful people that help me out a lot with it, and they do amazing things. So it's a lot to keep up with. Um, you want to really keep people is. engaged, so it's tricky. <laughs> it's work. It's real work. So I never people, I never thought of that yeah. as I got into this. People don't think about that. You know, when you tell people, well, I, you know, I need to do my social media stuff, they kind of look at you because their idea is, okay, you're going to browse Facebook. It's so much more than that. It's it so is much. so complex. It is pretty, it is. I've, I've learned more than I ever actually probably wanted to getting into it is I was pretty far off of the radar as far as Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook for that matter. I just kind of, uh, I kind of was there, but never really got into it. And now I'm, I'm learning a lot and I learned how much I didn't know. So. Yes. uh, And you know, if you know somebody that can navigate social media, well, they are a wizard at it, but I'm going to tell you, it takes a while to get to the, the point of wizardry. Once you're there, once you understand one really well, you can navigate the others, but I'm telling you, for folks like me, yeah, I, I, it is not an easy it is not an easy sell. I have a hard time with it. I do too. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's, it's it's some people that have had have helped me out. So it's definitely not me. If you're seeing some amazing stuff on our social media, it's it's a. Well, how about you say your website is really good? The website's really good. Oh, okay, nice. the Blue Moon Narthex. That is the first yep. in the Carmanic Sovereign Legion series. Is this your first book? I have a heck of a time finding out things about you, which makes me think, number one, you either wrote under another (laughs) name or number two, this is your first book. Is this your first book? It is. It is my first. Wow. Well done. Uh, Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I, I put a lot of time. I, yeah. And again, I still can't take all the, all, all the credit for how well it's, uh, well, it's together. It took, it'd been through a lot of editing, uh, amazing layout people that we worked with, everything from the line edit to copy edit to layout. It. It's, uh, it, uh, it, it yeah, takes, it a, takes village. a lot of people to make something. It does. It's, it's, it does. I, I did it. I did it as such a hobby just for fun and I got far enough along with people like maybe you should actually finish. And I had no idea what I was in for, to be honest with you. It's uh it's quite a, uh, again, a lot it's of work. So it was, it really it is. Fun, and people don't get hard, that. So. 
people uh-huh. don't understand I, I no how many hands involved. are in that pot. Right. Absolutely. You know, they think, okay, this needs to be edited. And people think, okay, somebody goes through and checks spelling and punctuation. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. There's so much more. And okay. I better... called you man of steel earlier because you oh, are yeah. <laughs> you still in the are you still in the steel industry or have you left the steel industry nope i am still here i'm actually in my office as we speak with the doors shut to to talk with you now so i uh i have a very i guess you'd call it a balancing act between the two um it's uh steel has been since i've been i used to have to ride my bike to the welding shop was how i got my start before i could even drive a car i was welding and uh it just kind of grew into a business over the years but uh i like it but uh i love writing <laughs> so well, I wish, that, uh, that's my I can next do... question how does a person in the steel in- how does a person in the steel industry who from a young age rides his bike to the welding shop you're just sitting in your de- <laughs> at your desk one day and you think you know what i'm gonna write myself a book how does that come about oh I've I've wanted to forever. I even I believe I even dabbled when I was a little kid, just jotting things down. I mean, uh, uh, the book that got that sparked my brain was Hatchet by Gary Paulson when I was little. I read mm-hmm. that and I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. And I dibbled out. I mean, just as a kid. But then uh, I am, I guess, what you'd call a perpetual daydreamer. Sometimes it gets mm-hmm. me off track of what I probably should be doing. And I catch myself doing that when I read. I get caught up in thinking of my own stuff. And and even that. my wife's like, well, you should start writing stuff down. And I did and did. And it just kept on uh, kept on coming together. So I don't think I really uh, – it was I needed, I needed something to, to fill my goofy uh, brain from going too far off the tracks. And this was it. So I think sometimes people don't get that writing is like – it's like painting or sculpting. You're born that way. You are born oh. with the ability, but it doesn't mean you have the I, skill. And it's writing can be no. tough. How did you go about putting this together? Oh, goodness. Uh, I was looking back and talking with a few people on, like, where did the idea of, of dealing with karma and making it a tangible thing, where did that all come from? And I can't even remember now. It was just started right. off as... Uh, where you start morphing into the story and where that actually popped right. I don't remember where that mark hit, but it was, uh, um, I, I don't really know the whole process. I, I, I was, it's so, it's so hard to explain. It was just getting ideas down and, and then trying to bring them together. Cause I actually started probably about on the book that it is currently now, probably about four or five chapters in and that's where I okay. started and had to come back and, and bring it back together. Cause it was just smattering of ideas yes. and literally sticky notes all over and trying to bring it together. Right. And, uh, I guess it took, uh, with my work in the book, it took almost three years, but it did, uh, it somehow came together. So, so did you make an outline because it is very easy, especially with your first book, because you're, you're still, even the process is kind of touch and go. You try out different techniques and, you know, there's a million books out there that'll tell you how to get your novel started and you got to figure out what's best for you. But in your case, in your case, it was kind of like, okay, this is something I'm going to do. You had written some chapters. How did you keep it on course? Did you have an outline? Oh, 
I well, I had a general idea of how I wanted it to to go through. Um, I got run into it was through a business contact actually. Who I mentioned that I kind of write. He said, "If you're serious, you have to talk to this lady. Your name is Cindy." Uh, I couldn't have. It wouldn't. It would have never gotten done without her. She's a uh, I guess you'd call it a consultant or writing coach, and she just helped me just just keep it moving to keep something going on paper, right. do little bits of it at a time, and having that person that's always there, helpful, a little bit critical, which you need. And oh, you need helpful. that. Yes. And yep, and it was great, and just having somebody there pushing me. Otherwise, I'd always find something else to do that's probably more important than that, and. Uh, right. so that was a big, big help so that she helped me, helped me guide the course and, um, and yeah, eventually got it to where we could, uh, hand it off to an editor together. And, uh, it was, uh, it was quite the journey. So it is, was there ever a point that you just sat back and thought, okay, I'm crazy. I should have never done this. I, I can't do this. Did you ever get to that point or did you say, you know what, this is doable mm -hmm. and you stayed on course the whole time? Uh, no, I think the biggest, the biggest leap of faith, if you will, for me was the minute I sent the document to Cindy, that was the first person besides my wife who had ever read it, any right. of it and letting somebody else look at something that's obviously fairly rough yet. And, you know, hoping that they at least somewhat enjoy or see the potential. Right. In it, that was the biggest part for me and once you said yes I think I think this is definitely something we can work with that was just like the that gave me the motivation to keep going and so right. it's a validation uh, I think yes and and uh it was a uh, yeah of course of course my wife's gonna say it's great but <laughs> she's she well, won't give me the honest not. answer I probably yeah. need sometimes <laughs> yeah she's too nice to right. me so right nice not but, kind uh, nice I don't, well it puts your it puts your spouse in a strange spot it does. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she, she wants to be supportive, but yeah, she's not really where where she should be critical either. So, no, it was uh, it was great to once once it was out there, finally telling people, even with even with my business, finally telling people that right, this is this is more of who I am. You see me here just doing my normal business stuff, but right, this is uh, this is where my brain is the other half of the time. So, right, it was really it's really scary. fun to finally kind of I don't know let it it is to let it out of the box because uh. Yeah, and finally, uh, yeah, it was really, really a relief. And then that's the point I knew, okay, this will, we can make this come together. So Good. It, it is scary to think, fun. and wonderful, scary and wonderful to think, oh, my goodness, people, all kinds of people are going to be reading my book. And you get so excited, and then you go, oh, no, all kinds of people are going to be reading my book. So uh -huh. it's double There's it excitement is. and terror at the same time. Exactly. It is, you kind of pour everything into it, your heart and soul, and you, you become so attached to it and you think it's it in, is. In, in my head, I see it all there. And if somebody's like, oh, right. I don't get that. What do you mean you don't get that? I, it's, it's so How can you not get that? But, you know, exactly. Right. I've been thinking about it for three years. You have, haven't. So right. it's, uh, yeah, it's really hard to kind of let yourself out there, but it's, uh, it's been great. So many people have been like super supportive and, uh, yeah, we're hoping, uh, I, and it just, it, with, with what everybody's done, it's, uh, it's made me really push to, to keep writing and that's going really well. Actually, Good. So. All right. Tell folks about Blue Moon Narthex, the very first in the series. How many are going to be in the series? Well, that. Oh, was, that's a good will. Three. 
Yeah, originally there was the idea was kind of three, but we started doing a dangerous thing and brainstorming for a while with a few people that are involved, and we came up with some great ideas that for a lot more to where wow. the Blue Moon Narthex is 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 isn't much traveling involved. It hangs out in their in uh, what's Coruscant is the is right. their is their home base, and the rest of the series is going to be much, much more worldly all over. So uh, find out how big the Carmanic Sovereign Legion really is. And uh, and three main characters, Cole, Sophie, and Britain, into, uh, into adventures all over the world. But right. those are okay. those are to come. So I guess I got off track. I need to get back to the first one. Probably. Wow. Huh. So, okay, tell folks about the first one, because the more I'm, I, I need to hush. Tell folks about the first one, Blue Moon Narthex. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I always have a hard time trying to explain. I know it is hard. And the only reason I don't do it is I know I will tell too much. (laughs) No, I love the idea. The way I like to describe it is that a group has found out a way to uh, harness karma, which is actually a tangible, a tangible thing. And once they learn how to harness it, they can, they can help the world in good. And there's obviously people trying to get their hands on it for bad. And uh, and the whole uh, uh, young Cole is kind of uh, dropped into this world after his father passes away, and uh, he has to figure out how he fits into the whole world. So it's a uh, what they call, I guess they'd call it alternative reality fiction. Yes. It's where yes. the KSL is operating in our real world, and we right. just don't know about it. So. It's another um, dimension. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the the one the one thing I like to um, throw out there is actually, no matter how many books there are, I think I have the the end figured out, which is kind of the funny part. No matter how it all comes together, but the I love the, I love the clue that they're much closer than everybody thinks. And that's, what, and that's what I always like throwing out there. So, and it's, uh, I hope, I hope it all comes together the way it is in my mind. So, um, but yeah, it's based in the, in the late 19 teens, just as world war one is getting over. And, right. uh, I, uh, I don't, I'm not huge on historical fiction, but it's something about that time period where it's, I like that uh, period. has a little bit of, uh, you know, the idea that there can be some of that, Technology just starting. It's a little bit right. of a, a steampunk feel, if you will. I was about to say, it's a steampunky. Yep. Yep. So the idea, I love. I'm a, a gearhead. I love the idea of little college gears. The 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 world of it that they make things work. So, um, yeah. I hope. Uh, um, I hope it uh, leaves people craving more at the end. Is what is the way I the way I hope it ends. So. Explain, uh, um, and I don't, I don't know if this is telling too much, but explain sliding. Okay, so the idea behind this is there's uh, karmic matter and everything and everyone all over the world, and the KSL has learned to harvest it and create what they call the narthex. And mm-hmm. this allows people to be taken into the same state as all this little karmic matter. And it allows them to quickly transport themselves from place to place. This is what gives them the upper hand to 
Uh, it allows them to control objects. They can move the blocks as long as there's chromatic matter in them. They can shift and move that around with their narthex. Uh, some narthexes are clearly much more powerful than others. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that it is everywhere and in everything. And so um, that's, uh, I read that somewhere and it fascinated me that there's, that there could be something like this and how could you control yeah. that? And that's the idea behind it, so. Right, and so and these good, people, bad. yes, exactly. Um, people move yep, through bad. dimensions by, by uh, well, it's, it's like a slide. I can't, it's, you know, immediately you want to say, well, you know, time travel, but it's not time travel. It's the same thing. Nope. And it's not like Star Trek where you're being one place to the other. Y you basically slide between dimensions. And it is a very cool, it's a very cool idea. And a narthex, for those of you who are listening, a narthex in the book is something you can hold in your hand. Yes. Correct? Yes. They, so, they actually assemble, yes. they, there's a group that painstakingly assemble little minute pieces of uh, chromatic matter to build the narthex. And that what gives them the, gives them the power to be able to do that. So, and there's, uh, there's very, I mean, in all reality, there's very few of them throughout the world. So they're, they're very sought after. So. And narthex is an actual word. I had no idea. What is a narthex? Uh, the idea, the, the way they got the, the name of it, is the, full, the full name of a narthex is a narthex clavis, which is mm -hmm. uh, uh, the narthex is the entrance of a cathedral. And a clavis right. is Latin for key. So it was an entrance key. It allows you entry into things. It allows you into the world of karma. That's how the name of them came about. So, and uh, and I just I actually just love the word. So it all I it did all too. Stuck. I don't know when I when I heard it, but so that's the that's how the name of the objects came along. So. Well, you know, when I read the word narthex, I, I liked the way it sounded. I thought, well, that's really cool. This guy made up a really cool word. And then you told it meant something like, oh, oh that's a thing. That's an actual word. Yep. That is, but it is. That's a really cool word. All right. Who came up with your do. cover? Your cover is beautiful. That was an amazing process altogether. Yes, I love it. I, uh, I, this was not the first one, actually. Mm -hmm. We had one. And... I'd worked with, it was actually through a computer animation company. They built like a 3D world, like it's like a video game. There's a picture Ooh. of Cole and the whole scene is really neat. And we actually plan on putting it together for a poster later. But I uh -huh. fell in love with it, absolutely loved it. And we did a, a publicist pushed, uh, they said it's neat, but it gives off the wrong vibe of what it is. And so like, okay, let's do a poll. So we sent it off to bunch of people about 100 people looked at it and gave the response of what they thought the book would be about right. completely off <laughs> so it was yeah. one of those things where you had to take that gut check and be like oh i loved it and so they like let us make another run at it we're gonna make it simple make it beautiful and i was like wow mm -hmm. and they did so i was really uh um we worked with some friends on on the symbol the ksl symbol that you see on the front that was just mm -hmm. us daydreaming and working through through some stuff, but uh, there's a lot of parties involved, and it all came together. So I'm really happy with it. So. I am too, and it's it's brilliant from a marketing standpoint because it's a shape that sticks in your head, and so you can put that yep. shape on something, and you don't even have to put the title. It's brilliant. You don't have to put the title of the book with it. You have coffee mugs, folks, on his website. I believe it's the KSL one, the KSL website. 
You can get yep. coffee mugs, t-shirts, and it's got this symbol on it. And I looked at it and I thought, that is a brilliant man. That guy knows a little I, bit about something, about marketing. Fantastic. So it was, right. uh, I wanted to, to build a, I want people to just like, one, I want them to be a part of the KSL. I want them to ha want that right. symbol, as, you know, and everybody right. knows about it. So it, uh, hopefully people really do. So. Well, readers want a talisman. They want a token they can hold on to, you know, kind of like the Mockingjay. Yep. You know, as soon as you see that, you know the whole thing behind it. And it's the same thing with the Blue Moon Narthex. That's something that they can kind of hold in their hand. And the, immediately with the shape, it brings back, it brings the story back to their head. I don't always get a chance to read the books of the people I interviewed. When I started the show five years ago, oh. I thought, I'm going to read every one of these books. And yeah, that didn't last long because it is exhausting <laughs> reading the book. But I did on oh, this one. Yeah. And I really liked it. I really liked it. And I gave it to a friend of mine whose son, uh, I think he's in sixth grade this year. And he looked at it. He goes, well, that's oh, a cool great. cover. And he opened it. But he said, but you know what? I'm actually... I, I wanted to smack him. He said, I'm actually reading something right now. And I said, oh, okay. Well, when you're done, read this one. He said, okay. So he put it on, he put it down on the table. Well, his fifth grade brother, who doesn't read, who never reads, went and picked it up. And I said, you know what? That book is actually not sold in stores yet. You should give it a look, which <laughs> they thought was cool. Well, he did. He sat down and started reading it. And we didn't realize it. We went out doing our business and we looked over and he was on the couch reading it. And he said, this book is good before the first chapter even starts. I said, I know oh, it yeah, really is. Awesome. So I think you did a fantastic job with it. Um, now, you said that earlier when you were thinking about the story, that it came more out of a storyline than a character. Was that right? Were, was it the storyline you thought of or did you think of Cole? Which came first? Um, so yeah, we hadn't really said anything about it before, but the three main characters are based on my three children. They are, oh. their personalities come out there. It's just who they are. And it's, and it, that made it so personal, so much easier to just, I know what these kids are going to love. And the things that yes. I always thought about whenever I was trying to build something in there, what will make them just drop their jaw when they walk into a new Corsium with, and Taberna, what they're, oh my God, you know, just to think about that on their face. Right. That's what just kept me going. And so it was, I, in my head, I had the character. I knew what they wanted. I knew what they would be like. And so for me, it was just, okay, it's story time. And I could just, just keep on pushing with it. So that was a real, uh, um, uh, I think it just helps me just be able to, I feel like I know right. them, clearly I do in, in a way, but I feel like right. I know them so well that I can just keep the story and the world going that uh, their personalities just flow along with it. So it was, uh, that's kind of uh, the best part about it for me, so. And how far are you into the sec? Are you on the second book or the third book now? Which which book are you on? I'm in the second book. I'm making a lot of okay. notes for for more of them down the road, but I am through the. Okay. Uh, I'm about seventy five percent done. The goal is to okay. by the end of April have the rough draft finished completely for right. uh, the second one, and the name of that one is the Ken Larcy Agenda. So we haven't. Oh. Uh, it, yep. There it is. Uh, it, it ties in very well to a lot of the stuff that uh, that doesn't seem important that might seem irrelevant in the first one. Uh, mm -hmm. If once you look back, it all it all starts coming coming together. So, um, and this one is uh, 
they don't spend a lot of time at Corsium in the second one. They it, uh-huh. they they are there in the um the the slider games are different and bigger. The uh uh-huh. and uh there's a yeah, there's a lot more travel, a lot more uh fun and I'm I the story is growing bigger in my head than I ever planned it would. So it's yes, been, I'm I've sure it has. just been had a blast right in the second one and uh, after I finish the first one, I do feel more confident on where it's going and what I want it to be. So it's moving along way quicker than the first one ever did. So, well, that uh, leads into my second great. question. How how was your process in the second book different from the first one? Because when you write the first one, you think, oh, okay, this doesn't work. I don't need to keep doing things this way, or this kind of works. So how how was writing that second book? The process of actually getting uh, words on the page different from the first. Oh, it is. I think I was so self-conscious about oh, what am I writing about? What am I writing about? You know, every time you write a word right. and stuff and this time and now that I've learned through everybody and they've showed me how the whole process works, there are literally spots in there. I type in parentheses, I need to describe something here about this place. Move on. <laughs> yeah. I can't get bogged down in it. And then once I come back, right. I have a page of notes. And I just kind of keep jotting notes and I just keep the keep the chapters moving. And I know I have to plug in tons and tons of description. Um, but if I get bogged down in there, my I think my brain moves faster than I can type. So if I get too yes. slowed down, it, I'll lose it. So right. it's been great and uh, really refreshing just to, I don't know what's there. Move on and just keep cruising. Right. And it always seems to come back at some point. So I feel much more okay with just, with leaving things unfinished, I'll get back to it. And you know, that uh, is a, that is a blessed ability. It is. There's a lot of writers that struggle (laughs) with just being able to move on. So that that's a blessing that you have that ability. And so in the second draft, is that when you go in and add in detail of how many times do you go through it or do you plan to go through it? Oh gosh. I think, um, the first one before we sent it off for editing, I believe, between myself and Cindy and I working together, we'd probably gone through it four or five times. And a lot mm-hmm. of it was we caught gaps in the time frame, simple little things here and there. Um, but uh, um, I think the thing I learned as well, once once you're getting ready to send it off for edit, uh, don't get too concerned about how exact and precise it is because they're going to butcher it anyway. <laughs> so, yes, they and are. then you have to decide how, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, that's, uh, that's rough to see sometimes, but it was, they didn't change the story. They just changed wording and how it flowed and right. stuff like that. So I think getting caught up on so many little words, it's going to all change anyway. So not worry about it and just worry about uh, getting a cool story down is really, really the way I, I look at it. So. And you are working on the second book. You're hoping to get that draft, uh, first draft done by April. So when do you yep. think, when do you think it might hit the shelves? If you were We're a betting man. definitely hoping for fall. That's everybody wants to to shoot before the end of this year. Yeah. So that was the, it it, it, uh, made me worried a little bit once, once this one was, uh, uh, finished and I didn't have to work on it anymore they're like all right when you get the next one roll I'm like whoa I just yes. <laughs> I thought there was a breathing time like no you got you got to feed people you got to keep it right. going and so we're pushing uh pushing really hard and it's uh so far it seems to all be coming together pretty well so hopefully how much time did you take off 
between the books? Uh, did you did you have any downtime where you didn't write, or did you just keep right on plugging? I'm always I'm I'm always just dabbling, getting right. serious about it. I'm um, right now. I feel like I feel a little more pressure. I have to I have to really kind of hunker down and block out times out right. of my day and and right. appear to either the library or somewhere else to hide away and get some real words knocked out. But, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm always, I always want to. So it's not like I have to, it's not like work. Yeah. I think it's just, that's my, uh, it's, it's great when it still, still feels like a hobby. So that's still oh, that's fun, good. I suppose. So yeah, that's <laughs> so good. hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. I, I hope it does too. All right. So we are looking for the second in the series to come out in fall and Blue New Narthex, folks, it is out right now, and you can get it anywhere. If you do get it on ebook, please look at the cover. That is my only complaint about ebooks is sometimes I forget to look at the cover, and I, I love covers, so definitely look at this cover. And you know what, NJ? We are just about out of time. So tell folks oh, sure. again. Okay. I know. I know. I told you it would go quick. Tell folks again <laughs> how they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find us at uh, at kslseries.com uh, and uh, at steelpagepress.com, as well as uh, NJ Donner uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and KSL Series on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And folks, if honestly, just put it NJ Donner on Amazon, the book will pop up. If yep. you remember nothing but Blue Moon Nar, it'll pop up. So yep. it is very easy It'll to find. It'll get there. Okay. Yes. The it is a tradition just, on the Geek Block. Oh, who did draw? Who did the reading the audiobook, on the audio book? Yes, it just you came know? up. We didn't. We didn't think it'd be quite this soon, but it actually just uh, just popped wow. up and it's available on audiobook as well. So. Oh, very. Wow, this is moving fast. This is moving really fast for you. This is. It's normally. It's. It's a snail's pace. Okay, it is a tradition <laughs> on the Geek Block to end the show with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yep, no not, stress. The it. fate of the world <laughs> depends on you. But no stress. Okay. <laughs> on the theme of trains, we didn't really hit that, but trains are important in the book, and so all of these questions yes. kind of have to do with trains. Better train Uh-oh. movie: planes, trains, automobiles, murder on the Orient Express, or throw mama from the train. Uh. Trains, planes, and automobiles. I love that movie. I love it. Okay. True <laughs> or false? True or false? In 1886, the People's Holy Republic of Texas, where I live, made two trains crash into one another on purpose. Uh-oh. It's 50-50. True. True. It is true. They did it as a way <laughs> to promote the railroad. They crashed oh two trains into each other. It was horrifying. Hey, that's how we do it in Texas. Number three. All right, true or false? In Japan, if your train is late, you are issued an apology. True. That's true. I love Japan. All right, last true or false? <laughs> this okay. According true or false? According to the Wall Street Journal, when trains were introduced in the U.S., many people believed that women's bodies were not designed to go at fifty miles an hour. And their uteruses would fly out of their bodies if they were accelerated to that speed. True or false? The Wall Street Journal says I, this. I have, yes, keep I going. Have to say true. Absolutely. How complete. We are I, made of Legos, for Pete's sake. That is the most ridiculous say, thing. Just, 
it's so ridiculous it has to be true exactly that is totally it so that was that was my basis how do we walk around with such fragile frames i don't know (laughs) all right last but not least and this is the question i always end the show with worst superpower superhuman strength only when dressed as a woman or the ability to stop criminals only by spraying them like a skunk worst superpower Superhuman strength only when dressed as a lady or the skunk situation. It's got to be the skunk situation because, believe it or not, I think I found myself dressed up like a lady at a time or two for odds and ends (laughs) things. So I don't think I can be that embarrassed about it. (laughs) This is not a place of judgment. Okay, NJ, you survived the interview. Was this your first, like, uh, blog post, radio, or uh, verbal interview? Maybe that's the way it's said. Have you done a have you done a uh, spoken interview yet? I have done one. I have done one. The, uh-huh. the interviewer was ten years old, so that was tricky. So, but this is it was it was a blast. So uh, it was a, a, a local TV thing up in Omaha, Nebraska. So it's been fun, well, that's so. the perfect way to start. That is the best. I you know it what? Is. If you're gonna start doing interviews, that's the way to do it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Can we have you back for book oh. two? I would love to. I appreciate you having me. Oh, thank you so much. That is it for us on the Geek Block. Be sure to check out my blog, fightright.net, that teaches writers how to fight. And if you would like me to edit your fight scene, contact the folks at Quill Pen Editorial. And folks, until the next show, God bless and stay weird.